Well, hello. It's been a while. Stain's on the podcast with us. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's good to see everybody. Thanks well, for uh, joining the Discord so far. We got the Discord up and running. Uh-huh. So uh, if you're listening. For the real ones. Yeah, that's right. And we can you can talk to us as if it was hard in the first place. Right. But uh, Now you can talk to us on our phones. Absolutely. At night. Uh, <laughs> you can ask anything you want about my mediocre, unchanging bass rig. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, which has yeah. actually been changing quite a bit here recently. Got a lot Thank of you. new. Well, we'll get into it. Okay. We'll get into it. But uh, yeah, I do want to say, join the Discord if you... If you're nasty, as Paramore says. Absolutely. Ms. Haley Williams, if yeah. you're nasty. Heck yeah. Uh, no, yeah, get on the Discord. And uh, the other thing, just say it up real quick. Make sure to subscribe, follow our YouTube channel. We appreciate blah, all the support blah, we can blah, get. Blah, 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 blah. I know. Do it. Just do it. Just we'll do stop it. talking about it. Blah, blah, blah. Just do it, you know. We uh, we <laughs> appreciate all the support we can get right now. So Yeah. Thanks. And, you know, we got affiliate links and whatever. They're all listed somewhere. But let's the, get into it. If the uh, Discord link has expired, just message us. That's right. I think you have to make a new one like every seven days. But okay. it's a fun place for the youngins. That's right. That's right. The young kids. No kids. Well, I mean. Well, it's if, like if all got, kids. If they're good at base. I mean, it when I I Discord overwhelms me because oh. it's like so complicated. It's like a foreign language. Yeah, it's not a user interface. And, and that the looks the good. kids the kids haven't mastered. I'm I'm doing my best. If They're you have good. suggestions, let me know. They're kids. The kids these days. The kids. Well, yeah. And Tyler Young. Mm-hmm. Tyler Young there. jumped in there. I want to be like Tyler. him when I grow up. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Hip. Relevant, yeah. uh, gr- great bass player. Yeah, really good. <laughs> good taste in gear. <laughs> Yeah, man. Well, let's roll on. My uh, yeah. my rig. I have a, I had a yes. big addition. You ready? Mm-hmm. Added a tuner. <laughs> yes, it's about time, man. Dude, People I, were complaining. I, I was like, "Where's the tune?" I'm like, "It doesn't matter. It doesn't it's matter. Bass. Pitch is relative." <laughs> no, I uh, I hate the the Helix and HX uh, tuners. Oh, okay, they're low key horrible. And somebody mm. backed me up in the comments because they're bad. Like. They're just they can't they can't make up their mind they don't they don't decide well man they are mm. never accurate guitar to bass whatever and I've been playing with huh. this really stripped down board and all I was doing was uh, just my tube preamp my Arkham and then my HX with the expression and that was it and I was just using the tuner on the on the expression or yeah it was on the expression little two uh, two pedal box mm. TRS guy well. That all changed when a uh, buddy of mine showed me Pedalnetics. Pedalnetics makes... Pedalnetics. They're making these... I swear it's 3D printed. I mean, it is it is it is 3D printed. Oh, uh, yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. very uh, low profile, and they make it. It comes with a 3M strip and a built-in TRS, and it goes right on top of the HX. It just fits there. So you can get your uh, extra two uh-huh. switches right on top. So then I was like, well, I got all this space on the board. Yeah. So I threw a little tuner on there, and I've never been happier. Amen. That's right. I like rolling small, man. And you're moving to like a small thing for Bonnaroo. For Bonnaroo, Which has probably happened by the time this comes out. But yes, yeah, dude, tell me about your uh, little small iteration. Yeah. I like a small board in general, but go on, go on. Tell me about it. First of all, the like $25 like pedal train knockoffs that are on Amazon are fantastic. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. If you just need a pedal board, not necessarily hard cases- don't plan on it being some like crazy tour worthy whatever. But if you just need like a pedal board of a specific size, maybe you have a Pelican already. Um, or grab, just to throw in the bottom of like a suitcase. Honestly, if yeah, clothes or, or holding on. it down. Like if you if it's just a little soft case and you're going to carry yeah. it on the plane, it's it's great. Totally, as long as it doesn't get bumped. Um, 
Nice. Yeah, but so I have this little tiny little Amazon board that I use for fly dates when I need to. I have a I have a pedal train right now that I like, but it's a little messy looking and I've been swapping pedals in and out. I really don't want to keep swapping pedals all the time. It's tough. So I I grabbed a temple board off of uh Reverb, used temple board with a flight case. Mm-hmm. It's pretty amazing. Um I plan to not use all the little plates and stuff to mount it because I don't find it's a very efficient use of space. Uh, my friend Jonathan McCowan, who like wires pedal boards, he uh, he also does not use the plates that they're made to go with. You just use dual lock on it, but you use all the holes and plates for cable routing and zip ties and that kind of stuff to make it really clean. Nice. So I'm kind of between these two boards. And so I was like, okay, I'll just throw, ra- throw together like a quick board for Bonnaroo because I don't actually need a bunch of <coughs> excuse me I don't actually need a bunch of pedals for uh, Abby stuff because yeah so I've got Noble which is all I need I do enjoy having like an EQ or uh, an overdrive or like a flavor pedal in front of the Noble but it's still like it's it doesn't it doesn't actually matter that much so I'm just doing Noble uh, Union Tube and Transistor Lab Compressor which is my new freaking favorite thing like yeah i use it so subtly um it's got an led that kind of ramps up and changes uh green to yellow to red based on how much it's compressing it's so cool it's my favorite compressor i've played in a long freaking time i like it better than the big cali i like it better than probably the api and i think probably it's because i use compression so low and so sparingly it is like it is barely on um and it is very quiet That's like great. i have not noticed any noise or any whatever cuz i was finding even with the big huge cali or maybe even sometimes the api when i was getting a really subtle setting i like i could really hear the pedal's noise or i don't know whatever cuz i'm just i'm using it more subtle than it was even meant to go nice um so the lab, it was it's awesome. It's sold out on their website. I assume they make them in batches. I really don't know. Um, they usually sell like direct to consumer. Um, they also make a bean counter version, which is like if you want to save a little money, they screen print some of the labels that are on it, I think. And um, they don't do the really cool LED. They just do like an on and off LED. Mm-hmm. Saves you, I don't know, a little bit of money, 50 bucks, 30 bucks, something like that. The deluxe, though, like if you're if you're gonna buy that compressor, I think you should get the deluxe, and uh, it's amazing. Nice. And then um, I have a little JHS Boost pedal, really, just because um, I, I, you know, if I went back in time, I'd probably get a cleaner boost, and JHS probably makes a really clean boost. This one, like as you boost it, it kind of has a flavor to it that I really enjoy, but. I'm trying to use it just as a boost. We have a section Mm -hmm. in our show that's like a pseudo bass solo. Part of it, they're giving him the rope, right? Yeah. the The only difference is that it's it's like a groove thing. Everything comes way down. Drums are doing like just four on the floor kick thing, and I have like a little bit of a lick. But vocals later come on top of it the acoustic comes in the electric and it builds up and it gets really big we do a chorus and then we have an outro section that goes back to this bass groove mm-hmm. 
but everyone is wailing. Like guitars are full on, cymbals are going, whatever. And I, I, I've done it. I've tried to do it without a boost, and I like hurt my hands. I play so hard because mm. I'm trying to keep up with everything on stage. So ended up the boost is just better. I, I hate. You know, I don't want to add all these pedals and stuff, but it's kind of necessary for it that I can still play at like a healthy level because I'm doing like fairly fast licks and stuff. Mm -hmm. Certainly the fastest I play in the whole set. Um, and so I'm just trying to keep up. So that JHS and then I didn't really have enough room for a tuner. So I kind of, I left a little, little instrument cable and power cable hanging off the side. They'll just, you know, pop it in real quick and. Pop it in. And go. We're going to play two sets at Bonnaroo. Uh, one's Toyota Music Stage, and one is uh, the Who Stage. Um, so that'll be fun. Madison nice. Cunningham plays the day before, so I get to see her. You going hanging out all weekend? Yeah, we have weekend passes. We're camping. Oh, it's Yeah, so I'm not... Sleeping in the mud. <laughs> I'm not known as a, a camping guy. I'm, I'm working on myself. It'll be fun. Uh, yeah, so we're going to camp. That's sweet. I rarely get to go. Anytime we play a festival, we're always in and out day of. Yep. I never get to hang around. So that's pretty cool. For the first way, we were like on an outeroo or something like that or a poster or something that that was like a, it was a near Bonnaroo thing, but not an official Bonnaroo thing. Mm -hmm. So we initially didn't necessarily know that we were going to have passes at all. And that, would, that was going to be a huge bummer to go kind of play it, but not like rise to the level of getting in the whole weekend kind of sure. thing. So this is the first festival I've probably ever gone to for the whole thing. Uh, and Kate, my That's wife's awesome. coming, which nice. is very exciting. And we're going to be... Bring your wife to work day. What? Bring your wife to work yeah. day. Yeah. That's we're, cool. uh, we'll see how... We're going to be miserable, and it's going to be awesome at the same time. Together. Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Paramore. Gosh, so many. Foo Fighters. Uh, Colony stay. House. Hey, Bart. Um Man, it's just so many. Yeah, Madison Cunningham. That's sick. That, but. That's awesome. Are they uh, backlining an amp? Or are you bringing something? Yep, SVT both times. Oh, nice. Yeah, with the full eight. Or are they doing one of those like no full eight? Yeah, the full the full shebang. That's awesome, dude. I yeah. had a bunch of I did that CMA Fest last weekend. Uh huh. Uh, I only saw SVTs on there like three biggest stages. And there's if you don't know about CMA Fest, it's well, like if you know, you know uh, about the. Uh, you want you want to have them on the biggest stages, sure. You want to have them on the small stages too. Uh, yeah, well, it's inconsiderate. But. There was like uh, probably, I mean, there was a ton. Like there were so many stages. I mean, in my head, I can count at least like eight stages. So and then every bar on Broadway. Yeah. So and the, every rental house is definitely out, but basically every stage that I had buddies playing on or saw pictures from that wasn't actually the two bigger stages minus nissan stadium mm -hmm. uh they all had all these smaller ones had like this uh gk rig oh interesting and it was horrible oh you didn't like it it was given so much noise it was oh. just like it was like the worst kind of distortion in the bad distortion way on a gk huh and i there's a zero percent chance that this person would ever hear this but this monitor engineer it was their first time Oh no! Running a band, and so like our whole, it was wild. We send like click and to, and stereo tracks, and we fire it, and uh, nothing comes out except for clicking the wedges. And we're like, uh, which look, <laughs> it's no surprise that a Nashville touring band yeah. is playing with a click. I don't care if you know. 
It's oh, just, but you're you're doing this in front of people. You're line check. You're like you hundreds. know you're scooting in. This is hundreds of and people. They just heard. Click no, no, we your, are starting yeah. the show. Oh, and all our tracks are somehow muted. Uh, well, then they finally I, I say kill the tracks, kill the tracks because our drummer runs runs them. Then I just Do you make have an empty mic. No, not on okay. these, not on these uh, backline. Usually, you yeah. got to really ask for it to get right. it on a backline thing. So I uh, tell them to, I'm like cut it, cut it, cut it, and uh, we. Basically, I'm like, start, start it over, and I'm looking at monitors, and I'm like, Ooh. and we hit it again, and is nothing. Is he acting like he's doing something? Uh, like, is he trying, or is he like... They're trying to figure it out. Okay. Kinda. And then, uh, basically, I found out that they just muted that full uh, everything. Muted yeah. pretty much all of the channels, because uh, yeah. they saw one person walk off the stage, and we're like, oh, I thought you guys were taking a break or something. And what? I was like, well, we were getting ready to start the show. So... Started the show uh, for the, I think, the second or third time they finally put it in and we got our click back and could play the set with my yeah. crappy overdriven bass amp. Oh, because you were on the GK? Yeah, yeah, and it had just been put to the ringer over and over and over was again. It, I assume it was a big enough venue that they just took your DI signal anyways. It was Yeah, it was an outdoor stage. Uh, it was an outdoor stage. It was uh, the Hard Rock stage. Mm, so, hard Rock. Yeah. Safari fries. Wait, that's Rainforest Cafe. I say, I don't think I've ever uh, <laughs> been to. No, I've been to Rainforest once. Yeah, you'll never forget it <sighs> when that thunderstorm comes. Mm, yeah, it's uh, like the produce section of Kroger growing up. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's, it's raining. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's raining, Mom. I suddenly want celery. <laughs> yeah, well, I uh, really, really hate those backline rigs sometimes, and it makes you think. You never. Why know, didn't yeah. I just bring my board? You know. Mm. GK has an interesting like tonal thing. I had a GK for a little while and, and then I, I bought it off it. of him. Yeah, it got kind of it was a it was like an MB210. Yeah. And when you like when you up the volume a little bit on a five string, it got really farty. Like it would just I fart couldn't out. get any clarity out of this thing. Yeah, which is weird. Like at lower volumes you could because it was yeah. a little like slappy gospel y. But yeah, they kind of have that like ultra hi-fi tone sometimes i don't hate the amps um the no. ones i played i don't think i like the cabs uh but i've only yeah. played the like super lightweight ones well mm -hmm. i did play at south by southwest i played an 810 um oh nice so it was really interesting to go from like a full ampeg svt stack to a gk stack yeah um and you really heard the tonal di like the gk it was an older gk it was heavy and it had this like high mid forward thing. Um, it was really aggressive, and I didn't feel like I could mm -hmm. dial out that flavor. Yeah. Um, which you know, Ampeg's got a flavor too, but I think the difference is like with the history of that company, like modern music has conformed around the sound and the tone of an Ampeg and a Fender. Yeah. So like, yes, it has a color to it. But it's like, it sounds like a bass on everything. Yeah, and it, I guess it's three things. Around. It's like punchy, it's usable, yeah. and over everything, it's expected. You know right. exactly what exactly. you're getting. And truthfully, with all these GKs that I end up with, I'm like, I just don't know what it's going to do. This is yeah. a 410. It was one of the newer metal grill. I think it was one of those lighter right. weight cabs. Yep. And yep. then an older, like a blocky head. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, like a really beefy head. Um, and it just... It just didn't do it for me. It was yeah, so it was okay. tough. But when you're 
when you've got 15 minutes for changeover, and I'm also the playback tech, playback tech, sorry, I just set up a computer and press play, you know? Not really. I mean, I built the fire. Play it back. Whatever. So I got to set up my playback rig and everything. So I'm like super limited on time. And there's like, yeah, you you don't, you you don't don't have have a lot of time. I mean, you got 15 minutes and there's already a, there's a band coming off. So you're fighting for room on the stairs up to the stage anyways. Yeah. So I'm like, oh man, we got to go. We got to go. So I can't just sit there and tweak and dial and whatever. Mm -hmm. And our set was 25 minutes. So it's like, you can deal with it. You just deal with it. Is it loud enough? Yeah. Okay, great. And and it almost was. It almost was. (laughs) Almost was. Yeah, it almost was. But I I feel that way a little bit with Aguilar too. Um, Aguilar's trying to be, or they, they say they're like a vintage sound and, um, they probably are, but it's like, there's a, there's a certain like baked in mid characteristic with Aguilar that is just like not my thing. I really tried for it to be, I wanted, I think it's usable. Sometimes it's useful. I think their stuff is designed really well. You know, like the, the DI is built like a tank. I love the aggro distortion, um, but I had a, I had a tone hammer head and the SL one twelve cabs and I just, uh, I didn't love it. I couldn't, some people on forums like to say Ampeg gets scoopy and it doesn't to me at all, unless you scoop it. Like it, I know what there's mean. a little bit of a, of a mid, like of a low mid, whatever and i guess you could call that a scoop but like to me it just sounds like a little less muddy it just doesn't feel muddy i know i agree because i'm going pretty bright into it for my board. yeah that punch it in it it, it's got so much room on all fronts yeah a full range of eq can hit constantly you don't lose something when you turn up that's that's kind of how i whereas the Aguilar thing maybe it's like kind of sounds like an ampeg without like a little bit of a mid contour but I found that if I'm trying, like I'm hitting all the buttons on Nagular, and I feel like I'm not doing much. I, I played a, I played a backline show in New York, and they had because New York is very Aguilar. Oh, yeah. They they Aguilar owns that place. It seems it. like, um, and it was the the blackface head, uh, which I was more interested in, AG seven hundred something like that. Um, and I liked it more than the tone hammer, but, um, it, what, it still wasn't like super doing it for me, mm-hmm. but the difference is, or the similarity is you walk up to these rigs and you have two minutes, you know, Literally. you've got five minutes to set up your pedal board and get everything ready. And you, you got, got to get a mix rolling. Right. You've got two minutes to look at your amp and, and you got to get your mix right. It's a whirlwind in the back line, so, like festival yeah. circuit. It's a whirlwind when you're not. The headliner at a exactly. festival, exactly. So no, I know. Which what you how mean, many man. people actually get to be that? And that's okay. Like yeah. that's not. It's just reality yeah. until you have that experience. It's it's like this big divide between, you know, your cover band or your regular band, whatever gets hired to play a show, maybe locally or semi locally, whatever. You bring your rig. You're in control. The flip side of that is there's a quite a divide at like a festival or or backline gig whatever mm-hmm. until you get back to the like oh we're playing this big venue and I get to bring my rig and I'm under control and whatever you know if you're yeah. like us you're torn in a van size is a concern so I'm trying to look at some some better sized options for what I'm doing yeah. and see I've got we've got this space. weird mid tier we we travel with the with the trailer and we're, mm-hmm. I'm able to bring whatever. But when you That's travel with a trailer, then you got to have a case for your amp. Yeah, and if you're bringing that's a big old amp, heavy. It 
I don't even care about the price because I'm like, it's worth it to get a good case on an amp, especially yeah. if it's like, I know I'm going to keep this a while. It's yeah. a safe bet to get a case for a 410. And you sure. see them wash up in Nashville all the time. That's what I was going to say. You have to get it. Like, there, you will not make your money back on that ever. That's what I'm saying is when you're... So I've got these Laney cabs. Oh, I've got I've, I've got a 15 and I've got a 410. And they are just irregular enough to where I would probably need to order, like, specifically fitting cases. Mm -hmm. And now you're talking thousands on cases. And I'm like, And it's uh, such a specific model. It's so specific. Like, they're not that known in the States mm -hmm. and makes it hard to not just, like, yeah. go with one of the big ones. It's worth it for me, but yeah. also... Like you, you're right. You would never get your money. If I ever sold that Laney, it's not really an upsell to be like, I got the cases right. too. They're going to be like, congrats. You spent 1500 extra dollars on yep. cases. Uh, I'm not giving you that. You <laughs> go to sell it and it's like, you could maybe get an okay price for the cabs and you throw in the cases. Yeah. Um, and and you can't ship it. No. Which you I, already, yeah. you know, can't really ship. You could. I've shipped a snowboard before, but uh, <laughs> yeah. it's possible. I wouldn't want to do it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's it. Almost the fun makes you want to go to like a like a Fender Rumble Neo cab. Like they have a cheap one. Ashdown has some cheap ones. Ampeg doesn't really. Ampeg has the two twelve that I have, mm -hmm. and I think I just really like tens. Now your Laney sound amazing. They're twelves, right? They're tens. Four oh, tens. Okay. Yeah, four tens on the bottom, and well, a twelve on top. Sorry, I usually stack it with a fifteen on the bottom. So it's four tens and a and a fifteen. And a fifteen. Man, I just think I like tens. I just like tens. I need to stop Again, trying to back buy to 12s. that expected. Yeah. You know what tens quick sound like. And it's low. Punchy, it's full. Yeah. It's good. It's it's yeah. It it can it can yeah. do the high end thing. It can do the really low end thing. Yeah, that might be scoopy, but like just boost the mids if you want more mids. Like it's all about the mids. And and they're very forgiving in new spaces. No, I agree. Very forgiving. I only boost mids. That's right. Yeah. I'm just kidding. You. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So that's cool. I had something to say then I yeah, that's okay. just started getting off into dreamland of, of Ampeg 410s. Speaking of uh, dreamland, uh, Apple's VR headset. Oh, baby. <laughs> Some big tech coming is, out. Is that, How's that going to change the base world? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It's like, uh, do I finally get to have my charts in front of my face the entire time I'm on stage and not mess up? There's the crowd, and I'm just looking like at the hugest Nashville number system chart ever. <laughs> you see my weird little eyes through it's the like Levar Burton's up there, like uh, <laughs> Sean White's playing bass, yeah. Yeah, or or I'm just watching like an IMAX like huge movie. Yeah, you're just, I'm just, I'm just, yeah. Vibing. I'm just. Dude, what's the point? That would be the largest, most ridiculous chart possible. I, I would try to make Sunday it morning large. will not be the same. <laughs> the worship leader, like the bit, it's like Star Wars scroll level lyrics in front of all these like church people on Sunday. Like they just see the lyric roll the whole time they're playing. <laughs> Dude, chorus two, three, four. Yeah, the handmade active five and six and seven string bass circuit. <laughs> Won't know what hit it. <laughs> oh man, the yeah, the ultra tech, uh, yeah, dude. tech bass player, the tech bass. Oh man, move what? over iPad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I I love new technology, but I just I just hope it never gets there. I really hope it never gets there. 
Because, like, what's even the point, if you're, if you're really thinking about it, what's the point of even showing up if you're interacting with people who are, like, augmented reality or, like, yeah, somewhere in between virtual reality and not, yeah, like, it, I mean, just, go, just go home and stay in your basement. As VR is, it's like a party trick. Yeah, I th- I think there's it's like check out cool- my VR goggles. Like yeah, that's what right. they are. <laughs> I would love to live in a world where not every living room has a TV. Like that'd be cool. Like okay, if if we're gonna go that far, sure. I would love my living room to not have a TV. I, I think the goggles are kind of dumb, but like. You know, would I love to edit audio in Logic or something like on a on a big like thing? Yeah, but I don't want anybody to see me do it. (laughs) (laughs) At its core, it is is ridiculous, weird. Yeah, (laughs) at its core. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see where that goes. I just think it's hilarious. Or like you know, your your drummer in the studio's got his VR goggles on. He could see where you are in the timeline. Oh yeah, punch me in right here. Oh gosh. And and like the studio photos you get from afterward, you're like, why does everyone look like a nerd? <laughs> Dude, marching bands are out there because they've got yeah. the clip on for their phone, for their like trumpets and their mail phones and whatever. Well, now you just be goggles. Oh yeah, uninhibited. Sure. There's right. like full bands of Tron Legacy just <laughs> marching at halftime. Everything looks like SSX tricky, like snowboard, <laughs> uh, like everything snowboard chic. Eddie, uh, that is snowboard chic. You're yeah, totally right. We're bringing it. We're bringing it back. '90s snowboard chic. Got to wear with your Burton goggles. <laughs> Wait, Burton jacket. You already got the goggles on. Yeah, there you Whatever. go. Whatever. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> I got Bonnaroo. By the time you hear this, it'll be over. Um, you got anything fun coming up? Going out to Country Jam in Mac, Colorado. And cool. it's uh, it's really, uh, it's like Grand Junction. It's like the last town you hit before you hit Utah, mm-hmm. if you're driving from Denver. So I got to fly into Denver. It's like a full fly rig. It's a big festival. I with love a that area of the country. A bunch of people. It's, wow. it's so amazing. The drive from Denver to Utah is the most beautiful drive in America. Yeah. It's unreal. You and you follow like the 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 river and the train. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. It's 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 classic. It's awesome. So those are the flights too like if I I've only flown towards that direction but like feel like a little kid where I'm really bummed if I don't have the window seat and we're flying over that area of the country mm-hmm. cuz I just want to like just stare at it. Which be like, to wow. be fair, descending into Denver from this side of the country sucks because <laughs> it's just the way I like to call uh, the eastern part of Colorado is dry Kansas. It's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> and when you come down, you're like, oh, it's just fields of dirt. That's cool. Yeah, but but then you land and you here. see the mountains. That's pretty cool. I'm in. I'm yeah. in. I love the Colorado thing. So I'm doing that fly gig. Uh, I just told you about my new tracks rig I bought. I bought this SKB uh, 2U rack that like fits in a Pelican, carry-on size Pelican. Awesome. Very cool. Excited about that. Got to build that out. Carry-on size is a big deal. Ooh, uh, dude. I had to buy a new power conditioner for the artist I play with. I had to go get him a new one. Most boring purchase ever. Uh, It turned out to not be. Oh, yeah? So I walk in. I'm like, do you guys have any of the Furmans? I wanted the cheapest Furman not because it's cheap, but because it is literally like three and a half inches deep. It is so thin. Yeah, it's like a shallow rack. And the problem or is shallow, shallow rack. We used to buy that uh, the beefy, like the PL08, the biggest, nicest. It's got lights yeah. and meters, and it's got, it's got the feeder. It's the got filter. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, 
And we broke two of them. They sheared off because they're like 10 inches or 12 inches deep. They're huge. They're, they're really big. They're full. huge. And it kept the weight of it, which is in the trailer, I swear, only in West Virginia, would just, and it would just flip, 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 flip. And it like literally had disconnected itself from the front plate. So this whole thing is just sagged. Like, like literally you would open the, open the back of the rack and it looks like this. Yeah, just bad at an angle. Not good. So uh, I went in to Guitar Center and I said, hey. I need to buy a power conditioner. And they're like, we don't have Furman's What's right a power now. conditioner? No, they Sorry. knew. Oh, they knew. They didn't know where they were. They had to, it took a couple of them. Uh, I hope they don't listen to this. I didn't think you were wandering looking for it. Never mind. All right. Do you know this person? Is that I, right? I don't know. Okay, cool. Uh, so they took me to this power conditioner section that they had. They had a couple fun ones. You knew making a power conditioner as a radio. Oh, cool. Radio's a great brand. Radio's cool. I have uh -huh. the Tone, Bone, IO, Big Shot, whatever over there. Talk about my high school nickname? <laughs> tone, Bone. Tone, Bone, IO, Big <laughs> hey, Shot. Yo, tone, Bone. <laughs> that's, tone, that's IO, Big Shot. Uh, yeah, no, dude. The radio stuff's great. I always, yeah. we've got those DIs that we travel with, and they're money. They're awesome. Uh, well, I bought this... Uh, it's a power condition. It's, it's a little deeper than I wanted. It's like It's like five or six inches this is like their lowest one mm -hmm. you know what it's got so it's got eight outlets on the back which is exactly like uh the Furman conditioner and sure. for my bass boys with a with a rack uh -huh. you need to get on this rack let me Nation. tell you why uh the front rack attack rack uh, a rack attack stick stickly <laughs> uh dude my bass players with a rack you got to get on this let me tell you why uh on the front in addition to the eight outlets on the back Three outlets. Three courtesy outlets. Three courtesy and the real kicker, one USB. Oh, cool. USB A or C? Uh A. Sorry. Cool. Think about it. <laughs> big big B, boy you, you gotta flip it. around or <laughs> no, little boy, you don't have to flip around. No, you gotta flip it. You gotta flip it three That's times cool. and then it'll finally go in. No, dude. So uh we have that like uh Midas M thirty two core, so I've always got to carry on this yeah. I've always got to carry on this iPad. I'm like, this mm -hmm. is perfect. Yeah. I can charge that. And my drummer, uh, we'd run tracks off of SBDSX, so that power can come out of the rack. I don't need any more drops. I need one plug. That's it's big, perfect. dude. Yeah, that's great. It's big. I thought, wow, this is a really cool design. So I gotta tell everybody, check out the radio. It's like 110 bucks is all yeah. it was. And I nice. think the Furman retails for like a hundred, like yeah. I think it's a hundred. It's like ten dollars for three more front outlets and yeah. a USB. I'm like, this is great. The, so the yeah. hard part of all that and and like doing nice pedal boards with all the cool cabling and all the custom, like it makes your life so much better. But now, but you have to resist the urge to buy anything new at all or to change totally. anything or the whole thing was a massive waste of money and time. I totally agree. My guitar board has not changed in, li I think, five years now. That's wonderful. And five, I envy No, that. it stinks because I can't just like, oh. you know, when you're a guitar center and you're like, why did somebody trade in that Earthquaker devices like plumes or whatever? Like, I want to try Give me that. that. Give me that. Give me that. I want that. that. Uh, and then you can't. You can't throw it on because you don't have a spot for it. You can't just throw it in a chain. Yeah. Like, I'm just screwed. With this next build, I hope to have kind of, it's, you guys can't see it, but it's, it's a longer and a little bit mm -hmm. deeper board. I hope to have the top line kind of my fundamental, almost never changing, like always on kind of thing. Interesting. Then on the bottom line, I want an effects loop in and out that literally 
takes all of it out and goes input to noble output so that when I'm in the studio, I can just click it off and it's buffered and it's not going through all the extra crap. Mm-hmm. But I want the whole other section at the bottom to just have dual lock on it and just be like, whatever I want to put here. You know, I plan for it to whatever me the, to know I'm going to swap out. Whatever the shores of Facebook yeah. wash right. upon exactly. you. Because I just get myself in trouble too much with like changing stuff. And so I just. Well, but there's a thrill in we're that. Being, yes. You and, see a deal on Facebook, somebody's selling like. You know, three pedals, and you're like, I've always wanted to yeah. try it. I, and there's there's a complete difference in trying a pedal at home versus gigging a pedal. There's mm-hmm. a complete difference, yeah, and I'm like, difference. I mean, I could sit, I can just play through it at the end or beginning of a chain, but it's yep. not going to sit the same as if I put it in my board and gig out with it. Yep, yep. So and, that's cool. Yeah, and then the the thing I'm really excited to try, and I'm not going to act like I'm smart enough to always know how this stuff goes, but the 29 pedals Yuna, mm-hmm. it is a they call it an in, a console grade input driver. Uh, it's like they don't call it a buffer. They say it replaces a buffer at the beginning. And it has a couple tonal like options that you can just flick to make it like a little bit more bass biased, a little bit more harmonic biased, a little bit more treble biased. Just three knobs and a buffer. It's the kind of crap that I love that I'm just like, oh yes, where I, you know, half my pedal board will be utility. Studio pedals. Grade. Yeah. And like got one fun pedal on there and I'm like twelve pedals deep. But I'm really excited to try it. We'll see what happens. I I have to admit, this was with the lab compressor as well. Someone on TalkBase snapped a photo of Pino, Pino's board recently, and it had the lab compressor on it, and it had the Yuna 29 buffle. And so I'm like, what a chase for "Mm -hmm." Pino. We are. (laughs) Got to try. Like, if if the master says it's good. If he says it's good. He could play anything. So. He's got the origin effects, the SV thing uh, mm-hmm. at at the end of it, which is cool. Uh, he's got two OC2s on it, which is awesome. Like, that's always been his thing. It's the OC2. I'd love to have a real OC2. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple other, like, little fun things, but the, the Yuna and the Lab Compressor stuck out to me. I was already really thinking about the Lab, and that just kind of, like, pushed me over the edge. Uh, and I'm so glad I did. Um because he even when he was doing the big Cali, I would mimic some of the settings that he put on it, and that's and it was really subtle. Like I like my compression and and noisy because it's an eleven seventy six circuit is inherently noisy. I mean, yeah, it's just most part of compression it. on yeah. Earth, especially the more flavored, usually the more the more noisy it is. Yeah, it's just gonna um, make noise, which and people like that because it's almost like hates. a like a saturation box. Sure. Like that's it's. You put a vocal in it, and it gets that like airy, like top end, whatever, and like that's that's awesome. Um, anyway, so I'm gonna try the Yuna. I was I was really curious about it already. I might even hide it since it's just a buffer. It's not. I'm not gonna use the on and off. Uh, you can hit a, a, a foot switch on it, and it goes into true bypass mode. And you can put like fuzzes and things that like that don't like to be buffered. Nice in in a loop there i don't really have anything like that or necessarily care to so i'm probably going to hide the 29 pedals under and just go into the side of the board it hits the buffer then it goes back up into i love a bottom mounted buffer yeah that's how my board is shout out jonathan bottom buffer dude 
the bottom buffer. <laughs> yeah, it's dope. That's dope. Uh, one time, I remember way back in the day, Carson was playing with me, uh, and you had a ring modulator on. Did I? You had a ring That's modulator. Why did I do that? You loved it. That's weird. Are you sure it went a chorus or something? No, it was a ring modulator. I don't know if I've ever... How, how old was I? This was, I mean, high school or <laughs> early, early college. Uh-oh. I loved it. Uh, It just... I would I would never use that regularly. Even then, I had a little bit. of I don't taste. think it was regularly yeah. used. I think you were like, I got it, and I'm going to use it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I'll do a little fun stuff for taste. I need to get back to having a couple really fun things that I use yes. like one time. Absolutely. Yeah, I bought a little mini uh, phaser one time, and I was like, I love this thing. Like I, <laughs> you know, just throw it on. It's fun, man. Yeah, I've always got a chorus dialed up on my HX. Mm-hmm. I've always got a chorus. I love bass chorus. I love a chorus. I make well, sparkle. I sold you and bought back the bass clone That's EHS right. EHX. I'm wheeling and dealing. And then like that was the second one I had. It just it's noisy. It went noisy again. I think they use like cheaper chips or something. Yeah. Um, I might send it off to Alchemy Audio. The thing about I know it's a cheap pedal, and people would be like, "Oh, just buy another one. It's cheap pedal." I, it has a, a switch on it where you're coursing high end only and you're not coursing the low end. The old crossover. And I found when I was hitting a chorus pedal in the context of a band, especially without warning people, it almost made you feel like seasick with the with the bottom end coursing like that. And it disrupts the groove of the song, like the timing has to be perfect, whatever. Whereas this you still got that bed of low end, but the high end artic- articulation has that cool chorusy thing. So that's like the perfect chorus pedal to me. Yeah, and it's like fifty or sixty dollars used, but it got noisy. I don't know. So I might see if something like Alchemy Audio can like soup it up. Uh, if not, I'm I'm kind of on the lookout for chorus. So we'll see what happens. See what happens. I uh, I meant to circle back, circle back uh, about that. GK amp that we were talking yeah. about that you had and then I bought. Yes. Have I ever told you what I did with it? Oh, no. No. So uh, a buddy of mine borrowed it for a gig. All right. And he blew one of the speakers. Nice. Very cool. He did. He blew one of the speakers. And I had to deal with it because <laughs> he wasn't going to put another one in. Oh. So uh, I took that boy and a while ago, somebody had given us about the amp or the actual person? Huh? He said we took that boy. Oh, I took the amp. <laughs> okay. Uh, you had oh no an Ampeg little BA. Oh, cool. One ten. Yeah. Sure. What was that thing? I don't remember. But little cube, right. little Ampeg yeah, cube. Those were great. Yeah. Uh, I was like, hey, you still got that thing? And you were like, I need to fix it. Still, and it had been years. And you were like, just uh-huh. take it. And I was like, well, I need a ten inch speaker out of it. So I, <laughs> I took ye old 10-inch speaker uh, out of it, and I put it in the GK, and you know what I did? I don't like where this is going. I'm a good Oh, you love I, Guitar I, Center? I, no, you like being honest at Guitar Center? <laughs> See, here we go. So I walked over to Guitar Center. <laughs> I drove over, and I said, I'd like to trade this amp, and then they said, okay. And I traded it away. Nice. With, That's what with I did one with one Ampeg speaker in it. One Ampeg. One GK. That's right. Uh, what if it was awesome? Okay, the combo we didn't know we needed. <laughs> it's a secret sauce, dude. Yeah. Somebody gets compliments. Dude, that GK's got the sauce. What's that? Is that a bug? 
I missed it. All right, cool. Yeah, that GK now has the sauce. Uh, I'd like you to leave a comment if you've ever experienced the sauce. But no, no, potentially <laughs> lied to Guitar Center. Oh, gosh. Leave I, a comment. Or maybe in the Discord. I don't know. I've never done anything wrong. I, I don't know. I don't. Did, did I do anything wrong is the real question. Yes. Really? Yeah, sure. All right. I don't think we have enough time to get into the, an ethics debate, but uh, <laughs> perfect. And that's why you—that's why one, you can get really good prices on used guitar center things, and two, you probably should not buy it <laughs> <laughs> if I'm around. <laughs> if it's shipping out of uh, a particular Kentucky store, you just go. Eh, that's right. Probably not. Probably took, not for me. <laughs> that's right. I took some of them Squire pickups and put them into a custom shop just wait, for wait, fun. Back up. <laughs> oh wait, no, that is what yeah. I did. <laughs> Just no, I yeah, you changed that one tuner to uh, a bad tuner on a custom shop. I didn't do it. Look, I wanted that amp to work. They didn't sure. give me a lot of money for they it. Don't, they don't care. They actually don't care. They just they've powered on and go. Oh, it's working. And then they're like, "Here's a abysmally bad price for it." Oh, it was horrible. But they go, or we can give you that abysmally bad price plus twenty percent off something you actually like, and you're like. All right, I'll find I'll find something. I'll find a beater to bring I can in spend every time. Fifty I, bucks. Yeah, every time I want something, I'll, that's and and here we are. This is why Guitar Center is going bankrupt because of Nick. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Just it's fine. Yeah. Well, this has been great. <laughs> wheels fell off all right wheels definitely fell off we appreciate uh you sticking around this long that's right so yeah we got a, a lot more fun guests i i don't i don't want to spill the beans because i'm not sure if this one's coming out before our next guest or after our next guest probably mm-hmm. after but we'll see. as always we got some pretty fun stuff in the pipeline um <laughs> it's all it's, pipes. It's, it's a good. It's a good. It's a good year. So thanks. Thanks for supporting us. Join the Discord if you want. See us on Instagram. That's right. Blah 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 blah. YouTube. We love YouTube. Sober die. YouTube. Yeah. Okay. See you later.